You're listening to the Go Ministries International Podcast, where you're going to hear the truth of the Word of God, wild, relevant, and powerful for your journey in today's world. Be of good cheer, for my presence is near than it's ever been before. Yes, you are in the last days, but know that I am bringing clarity in these last days, where you're out only going to understand everything that I'm doing, but you're going to see it firsthand. For in this season, I am bringing a supernatural abundance of my power on a level that the natural has never experienced before. For I am depositing a supernatural sphere, a sphere of my presence that's about to change the world and the course that it is taking. My spirit is on its release valve. It is releasing itself to the world. And I am bringing clarity. I am bringing supernatural understanding. I am bringing my presence into new realms. And I'm attaching myself, I'm attaching myself to those that have stood and waited for this moment, where they have prayed this presence in. They have prayed this time in. They have stood their ground in me. And because of that, I am moving to this degree, to this level. Ah, and there ain't no devil. There is no devil that can stop what I'm about to do. Father, we worship you. We magnify your name, Lord. Lord, Lord we just thank you that in these days we're not discouraged. We're encouraged. <laughs> we thank you, Lord, that we have found a new place to stand in the midst of circumstances that we have never been introduced to before. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that we follow the realm of your presence. We follow the realm of your promise. We, we, we follow the realm of your priorities, Lord. And we thank you that everything that you have called us to do will be fulfilled regardless of the outward circumstances, regardless of the outward situations. We thank you, Lord, that your word stands true. It trumps everything, Father. Regardless of what the enemy is doing, you are turning this for our good and your glory regardless. And we thank you for it. Praise you for Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bringing clarity, bringing clarity, bringing clarity. <laughs> glory to God, glory to God. You know, as believers, sometimes we just got to be careful. And this just came to me while we were worshiping that we never allow our personalities to dictate the presence of God. Because it's so easy to just fall into a category of what seems comfortable and we worship the Lord from that which is comfortable instead of that which is challenging. We want his presence to challenge every level of our lives because every time our spirit is challenged, guess what? 
we lose some level of the flesh that's been dictating our lives up to that point. But when we get into his presence, there's no more authority that that flesh has. Number one, it reveals it. And number two, it defeats it. Most defeats come through revelation or come through revealing. We just didn't realize that we were just doing it. And once we realized we were doing it and what we were doing was wrong, guess what? The Holy Spirit corrects it. And we guess what? We start doing what is right. Amen. You know, I, I, I saw a, a quote this morning and, in, and it said, uh, humility is not being right. Humility is doing what is right. Humility is not being right. Humility is doing what is right. And I just thank God for us just, you know, at this moment, I, I, I am so honored and blessed to be in such a situation right now. I mean, in my lifetime, I've never been under this type of duress nationally or worldwide. We've never been hit by a plague. We've never been hit by an epidemic or a pandemic. But guess what? Jesus has. He went to the cross with every pandemic on his body. He carried all of this to the cross. And he said, don't forget what I carried so you don't have to. Sometimes we just, we, we re reverse the journey from the post to the cross. We forget what Jesus did, the finality of his authority that was accomplished in that time. And sometimes we just get comfortable hearing the words of man instead of the, hearing the words of God. That's why yesterday I wanted to post, I said, you know what? It's time to quit listening to the news and start listening to the voice of God. We gotta quit hearing all these voices that are trying to defeat faith. It's all, all it is, is trying to defeat peace. It's trying to defeat joy. It's trying to alter the way the life of God responds to life. I mean, it's trying to, 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 to remove hugs. It's trying to remove relationships. It's trying to re remove gatherings. Come on. The big picture is not the sickness. It's the division because the sickness has already been defeated, but division hasn't. Sickness has been defeated, but division hasn't. Long as there's a devil, there's going to be division, but the devil has no authority over the sickness because Jesus took all that. So the virus is under the authority of Jesus Christ. So if you're allowing the voice of this virus, this, this COVID-19 to dictate your actions, then guess what? You've just allowed the enemy to become Lord of your life through fear. Come on. We got to release the power of God's word again. Amen. And, and, and I was thinking about this morning, I was thinking about coming here and sharing and and the thing that really came to my heart while I was thinking about chapel was this. And I, I went back to the book of Acts because this book really is the stimulation 
of humanity connected to the supernatural. It really is. The book of Acts, Jesus in the, in the gospels, it was an introductory. But then the book of Acts became the fulfillment of everything that he introduced us to. And then, you know, in, 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 in that one chapter, or let's just say two chapters, but especially the first one, when Jesus had been here 40 days and he was trying to, you know, he was trying to gather the disciples back to some level of understanding what his kingdom system was about to be run by. It was about to be run by a supernatural agenda, not a natural agenda. And up to this point, they have followed Jesus from the natural perspectives, judging and viewing things from a proper relationship. They didn't have a proper relationship with the supernatural. And what they did have was all in Jesus. It wasn't in them. It was all in Jesus. As long as Jesus was there, they believed in the supernatural. But when he wasn't there, there was doubt and fear and calamity and confusion. But Jesus said, what, I'm, what I am, I'm about to give to everyone. Ha <laughs> ha! What I am, I'm about to give to everyone. And you're going to love it. And your children are going to love it. Maybe a little radical right now, but it, your children are going to love it. Generations are going to love it. I don't care if you're a millennial. I don't care if you're a Gen Z. I don't care what, you know, what generation you are. You're going to love this supernatural place because it's not a resting place for the power of darkness. It's only a resting place for the power of light. It disrupts every agenda that the natural tries to dictate into our ideas. Glory to God. So Jesus is bringing the disciples to a point, you know, because he knows this is going to be devastating. I mean, they already showed it. When he died, <laughs> you know, they all went into, you know, hiding. You know, fear had overcome them. So he's, he's, you know, he's having to take 40 days to kind of, you know, bring everybody back together. You know, this whole time during this virus thing, you know, it's almost like we're trying to keep everybody just, you know, in some level of hope because you got this and you got that and you're hearing this. As long as I got this, I'm not losing hope because every virus will come and go, but this Bible will stay forever. This book will stay forever. This promise will stay forever. This authority will stay forever. This word will stay forever. He is not the king. He's the king of kings. He's not just Lord. He's the Lord of lords. He's the Lord over the virus. He's the Lord of the over the circumstance. He's the Lord over the situation. And he was trying to deposit that. I like your word, navigate. He was trying to navigate the disciples into a place so that when they got into the upper room, it wasn't going to blow their theory about life in Christ. And so Jesus is finally giving his last farewell speech. You know, going to all the world to preach the gospel. Those that believe shall be saved. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He's giving them a pre-promised idea of what is about to take place 
once they fall into the category of the supernatural authority of Christ. But they're still memorized, they're, they're still mesmerized by what he did more than they were of who he was. Now, come on. I'm not mesmerized by Kenneth Copeland because of who he is. I'm mesmerized by Kenneth Copeland because of what he does. Come on. He is just a man, but with God, he's a man of God. Are you catching this? And so the disciples, you know, they're all, and finally Jesus said, okay, the time has come. I'm out of here, guys. We got a new agenda. God's got something new. Hit the, it's going to hit planet Earth. It's going to change everything from this moment on. And you're going to love it. Jesus ascends. Holy Sp Spirit descends. And then Peter, all of a sudden, you know, that Jesus is, the Bible says that, you know, the angel had to come in verse 9 of chapter 1. And the angel said, why don't you just stand here gazing at this? I mean, how many times have we got into a place where we're just gazing at the situation? Gazing means to be mesmerized. Gazing means to, to look, you know, to watch. And, and he says, the angel said, why are you gazing like this? I mean, it's like my translation of that is, here's the angel. Peter, why are you looking at Jesus like a cow at a new gate? You know, why are you looking at Jesus like a deer in headlamps? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They're seeing him leave. And so as he's leaving, they think everything else is leaving. But then he remembered, he says, you guys go. They were part of the 500. And he says, you guys go to this upper room because God's, the Father's about to deposit a new presence on planet Earth through the Holy Spirit, the third of the Godhead. And he's going to take new levels of authority and bring them to you. And all of a sudden, the natural will become supernatural. The natural will now become supernatural. So they do that. Mo and, and Moses. All of a sudden, Peter goes, as the angel, angels, well, it says two angels. Two angels came and said, why are you looking and gazing at Christ? Don't you realize he's coming back? In the meantime, you got a job to do. We got a virus, but in the meantime, we got a job to do. We got a situation here, but in the meantime, we got a job to do. That's why the word says you occupy until he comes. Yeah, we're looking for him to come, but we occupy until he comes. We got a virus, but we're going to occupy regardless of the occupy, uh, uh, regardless of the virus until he comes. What do we do in this virus time to occupy? We stay in faith. I said, we stay in faith. We journey through this. We navigate through this through faith. Come on. Wash your hands when you need to wash your hands. You know, but I, 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 I said this the other day on one of my posts. I said the six-foot rule was defeated by the nine-inch nails. The six-foot rule was defeated by the nine-inch nails. Jesus defeated all of this. Come on, guys. The only hope the devil has because he has no authority, his only hope in messing up the system of God is through fear. 
That's the only thing he has left. Jesus defeated everything, took the keys of every area from the devil. You're no longer in charge. My children are. Ha, 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 ha. That when a child of God looks into the Word of God and sees the Son of God, he or she is changed by the Spirit of God and the image of God for the glory of God. They got this covered. I'm taking these keys. But there was one key that he didn't quite remove, and that was the key of fear. But he did give us the key of faith. And he says that faith will defeat fear. What defeats fear? Faith. Trust. We sang the song, trust. Come on. Faith challenges fear for an explanation. Faith challenges fear. This is why faith works so good, because it challenges fear to explain itself, and fear can't. Fear can't explain it because it's an emotional system. It's not a spiritual system, it's an emotional system. And so faith will challenge fear to explain itself and it can't. So it has to work through emotions until the explanations finally, until you want an explanation finally leaves. And then that's where doubt and unbelief come from. Doubt and unbelief comes from fear unexplained. Come on. So here's the disciples, man. They're going, all right, let's get into the upper room. Peter finally says, come on, guys. I love what he says in the Amplified. They went into the upper room indefinitely. They went into the upper room indefinitely. That means they had now got to a place woo, that their gaze was about to change. And all of a sudden, Peter goes, okay, guys, we're going in the room. And there they began to pray. And out of that prayer, guess what happened? The rest is history. The Holy Spirit came, and life as they knew it to that point changed. It, it didn't change to this level even when Jesus was on earth. When he said, greater things shall you do, they couldn't comprehend it. You know why? Because they were still thinking from the natural. Their perspective, judging and viewing things from a proper relationship. They didn't have a proper relationship with understanding of the supernatural. They only saw the supernatural through Jesus. They didn't see the supernatural through themselves. Although... They did lay hands on the sick. Jesus sent them out two by two, and there was a period where they all evangelized, and they saw miracles, and they saw the move of God. But it was only through the words of Jesus that his authority and his anointing could do it, but they didn't have that themselves. And the Holy Spirit came. And so you know the story. But here's the verse that I wanted to get to. Peter, there's a whole explanation. Peter finally steps up, and he begins to Hyundai, Shandai, and prophesy. He says, okay, guys. He starts to deal with the natural because he knows how to deal with the natural because he was the king of dealing in the natural. He was. Hey, if they come after you, Jesus, I'm going to get the sword. He ain't going to. Uh-uh. 
No, you're going to deny me. Oh, no, Lord. He was always dealing things, dealing with spiritual matters through the natural. It doesn't work. It doesn't match up, guys. Come on. Fear and faith have so much in common because they both believe what could happen will. Come on. So Peter, man, all of a sudden, they're starting to mock them. You know, they're starting to, you know, and all of a sudden Peter goes, hey, hey, you know, because they're all saying, oh, you guys are all drunk, man. It's the middle of the day. Why can't you just wait until evening time? That's when everybody gets drunk. And Peter said, this is, what not, this is not what you suppose it is. This is not what you think it is. Right. He said, so there must be some type of alcoholic effect, a Holy Ghost-holic, a Holy Ghost-tonic, that when a Holy Ghost comes on you, it changes even your personality. And some of us need some tweaking in our personalities. We become too stiff. Come on. We get into the presence of God and we don't even know how to respond. Why? Because our personality is in charge instead of the person of him. And all of a sudden, Peter says, hey, this is not what you think it is. He says, this was what the prophet Joel spoke hundreds of years ago. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. That in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. You know what he meant by that? In the last days, I'm going to do it different than you would do it. I'm going to do it by my spirit, not by your natural flesh. I'm not going to do it the way you suppose. That's why the disciples had a hard time with Jesus understanding. Come on. Because they were trying to explain it through the natural. That's why they, those that had an open heart to Jesus, it became easy. But those that had such levels of the natural dictating their belief system, man, it was difficult. Come on, we've all been there. We've all been there. And so all of a sudden, they, he explains what's going on, and now the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes. And Peter finally leaves the upper room. But I love how he left the upper room. There was a whole new aura. There was a whole new sphere in his demeanor. Come on. His earthly demeanor had now taken a challenge to be on a system of God that now required a supernatural attention. And all of a sudden, he's walking through the streets of Jerusalem like he always did. But there was a different look that was coming out of him. And in chapter 3, it says, and now, Peter. It was about time, Peter. Now, Peter. Come on. How many times you got that place? Now. I, I got it. Now. Oh, I got it. Now means no other way. Now, faith, no other way. Now, Peter, no other way. There's no other way to live. There's no other way to believe. There's no other way to understand. There's no other way to pursue. There's no other way to press. Come on. There's no other way to believe. There's no other way to stand. Now. The time is now. And it says, now, Peter. And John, we're going up into the temple for the hour of prayer. Oh, my goodness. Peter, remember when Peter used to sleep when Jesus asked him to pray? He wasn't a sleeper now. 
man, he was like, let's go pray again. I mean, they'd just been in an upper room praying for hours and hours and hours and hours. And all of a sudden, Peter, he's going to pray again. Woo! There's something about the stimula of the Holy Spirit that will cause your desire to seek God on a different level. And, that's the, and the way we do it is through prayer. Now Peter's going to, go, he's going to pray again. John's probably going, we just, spent, we just spent all this time. He goes, come on, Peter. Peter goes, come on, let's do it again. If this is what happened the first time, can you imagine what will happen the second time? And it says, as they went to prayer, when a certain man, verse 2, crippled from his birth, was being carried along, who was laid each day at that gate, at the temple, which is called Beautiful, so that he might beg for charitable gifts from those who entered the temple. So when he saw Peter, when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them to give him a gift. And Peter directed his gaze intently at him. I love this passage of scripture. Remember what it said in verse eight, or excuse me, verse nine of chapter one, of the book of Acts. What did the angel say? Why do you stand here gazing? And all of a sudden, Peter's gaze changed because before Peter was gazing at Jesus and now he was gazing from Jesus. When you look from Jesus instead of just looking at Jesus, that's when the game plan changes. That's when you're now finally becomes deposited into your press. Come on, into your priorities. I'm preaching a lot better than you're responding. Are you catching this? This is the system of life. This is the system of God. And all of a sudden, the gaze got spirit-filled. Come on. The gaze got spirit-filled. The Bible says, Jesus said this, I believe it's in John 13. He said that if your eyes get right, everything gets right. But if your eyes aren't right, everything becomes dark. So you got to get your seers, come on. You got to get your seers right. Are you catching this? So then, and then I'll get to the end of this. And then so he gazed intently at him, and so did John. And they said, look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get some money from them. But in verse 6, but Peter said, silver and gold, the famous scripture. I love this. Silver and gold have I none, but as such as I have, give I thee. And when I read that years ago, that word, such, jumped out at me. So I had to look that word up in the Greek. And that word such means specified quality. Now listen to this. It means specified quality. That's what the Spirit of God, that's what the Holy Ghost will do. It'll change 
your situation to such a time as this. That's the same thing Esther had. That's what Mordecai said, for such a time as this, for such a specified quality that you have. You have a specified quality to bring the goodness and the life of God into this death situation. You're bringing life. Your words are life. Your joy is life. Your countenance is life. Come on. And so then I wanted to find out what specified means. Specified means a definite or exact. All right, are you ready? A definite. So such means a definite or exact. And quality means peculiar, essential, character, nature, or feature, excellence, or distinction. It's time for the body of Christ that the distinction between us and them finally shows up. We got a such right here standing in the midst of this circumstance that has said we have a specified quality. I'm not looking at you with the answer of silver and gold. I'm looking at you with a greater answer in the name of Jesus that you will rise up and walk. You want money or do you want freedom? Come on. You want me to deal with the natural? I I ain't got much. But such as I have, this specified quality, the virus is yelling all this stuff and the news is yelling all this stuff and we're standing there like Peter, but now, silver and gold I don't have. Wouldn't help you even if I did. But I have a specified quality right now that's way above this virus. It's way above this isolation. It's well above this cramped style that this, this, this situation has given us. I'm not cramped. Are you kidding me? I'm expanding at the speed of life. I'm finding new areas to seek God, to do things for God. I'm, I'm, I'm finding new areas in my life that I can kind of tweak that normally I wouldn't take the time to tweak. Come on. Are you catching this? Reinvent yourself. Redefine yourself. This is a great moment. Come on. To mock fear. And grab onto faith. Come on. Because fear is not going to explain its circumstance. Because it can't. All it's got is an emotional background for it. See, truth is not run through emotions. Truth is run through exacts. It's a reality line. Come on. It's the reality line. I said, it's the reality line, guys. I'm trying to get you to think outside the box of the natural. Come on. Expand your levels of hope. I'm expanding my levels of hope. This is saying this. This is saying that. But he is saying this, and he is saying that. And I'm trying to hear him through all this and that. But guess what? I don't have to work at it because I'm a believer. I'm a follower. And guess what? I'm one of his sheep, and I know his voice. And when he speaks, I hear it. Because why? I'm walking in faith, not fear. Fear can't hear the voice of God. I said fear can't hear the voice of God. 
Are you catching this? Before God could speak to Moses, he's seeing a burning bush, and he's going, wow, what, what, what is this? And what was the first thing he said? Moses, fear not. Fear not. You're going you're to have to make sure that you find your now and you get your such. We have a specified quality right now during this time. And you know what it says? The devil is defeated and Jesus remains Lord. The devil is defeated and Jesus remains Lord. Somebody asked me the other day, how do you explain this virus? I said, don't, can't, don't want to, won't. We said, what kind of answer is that? I said, here's the answer. The virus is defeated and Jesus is Lord. I said, the virus is defeated and Jesus is Lord. I start with the manifestation of defeat right here. And then I carry it out there. Amen. Amen. I'm planting the seed of defeat over the virus in here so I get my harvest out there. Most of the defeat is here. Most of the defeat has to start here. Amen. We got to get our minds back in Christ. And this will find our now and our such. And everything will change from there. Amen. Amen. And what is the harvest of all I just said? What's the harvest of all of this that I just said for the last 20 minutes? You ready for it? First John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You want to find your greater self? You want to find your greater self? Get to your now. Find your such and everything becomes greater now. You ready for your greater? The greater one that's in you than he that is in the world? You ready for that? I mean, this is not a new story for you guys. This is not a new understanding. It's just a reminder. You know, sometimes circumstances can have a deeper toll on us than we think it has. I mean, we can say all the right things, but we're saying it out of here instead of saying it out of here. I want to say it out of my spirit, not out of my mind. Come on. My mind is an idea. From my spirit, it's faith. I want more than an idea. Jesus is Lord, and the devil is defeated. Did you find you now? Find you now. And you'll understand how to use your such. Find you now, and you'll know how to use your such. This specified quality that we have. Come on. The devil has to answer to me because I answer to him. Come on. The devil has to answer to me because I answer to him. And all authority has been given me. Wow. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Go Ministries International Podcast. For more information, go to goministries.net and follow us on social media to get more content like this straight to your phone. 
Remember, no matter what you've done or where you're at in life, you're lovable, valuable, capable, and redeemable.